It's not just time to get away. It's time to travel with Anita from around the world to across Georgia. She covers it all. Now, here's the host of Travel with Anita, Anita Thomas. Hello, 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 and welcome aboard Travel with Anita and Friends. We're back out and about as travel picks up, and we're getting vaccinated, and restaurants and stores and our favorite businesses are dropping many of the many of those mandates that really kind of kept us homebound, and it feels like we're back to normal. But wait, let's just wait now, because as we start traveling again, there are a few things that we do need to consider. We're not back to 2019 travel days, and what feels open and more normal in one area or in one place may not be the case in other places. Recently, my niece came for a visit, and on her return back home to California and work, she was faced with a discussion about quarantining, social distancing, and testing. I was like, who knew? I thought we were kind of done with all of that if you traveled a little bit here in the United States. But mandates and procedures that we thought were in the rearview mirror may still be a part of our lives. So as we get back out there, I'm going to take a step back, a step away from my usual programming where I talk to interesting people and fascinating destinations and share with you a couple of steps that I put together that I think we need to consider as we talk about family travel in 2021. And of course, I say family travel, but this could be couples. It could be really anyone who's traveling. Some of the things that we need to consider. Now, I want to start off with accommodations because we know accommodations can really chomp away at a big part of our budget. I mean, that's a large part of it goes to where we're going to stay. And hotels versus short-term rentals like Airbnb or VRBO are still kind of like up in the air. And some of the same reasons that we always had for choosing one over the other still remain the same, even post-pandemic. Because hotels always give us, you know, that brand that we know, the standards and the regulations that we know, the pricing that we know will be competitive. So hotels are kind of a given on that. Short-term rentals are the greatest for taking advantage of savings. And especially when we're traveling with the family, we want to all be together. and We don't want to <laughs> pay for all of those separate rooms that might be the case in a hotel. So short-term rentals and Airbnbs are less expensive to share a rental home, and it also cuts down on even the cost of things like going out for meals. But here's the latest thing that I've been hearing. Over the last couple of months, Airbnb has become the popular choice for social distancing, limiting your exposure, and having that sense of sheltering in place. Some people are even going to places like that to even work from home. Now, Airbnb reported that rental bookings have jumped 52% in the first quarter of this year compared to last year. And that kind of makes sense because, of course, the pandemic really influenced how we spend our leisure time. But as travel picks back up, now we're starting to see those numbers going up. 
And with the popularity in Airbnb, more people are also considering becoming hosts and purchasing a home or using their present home as a short-term rental. So you would think that that kind of makes everything kind of okay out there for for doing these short-term rentals. But what I'm finding is that Airbnb customers are complaining about excessive fees and host house rules for their rental homes. And some of these renters are actually going on social media and actually calling out the hosts for some of these outrageous rules and calling out Airbnb in particular for some of their fees and excessive fees that end up being the same almost as renting a hotel. So here's my advice when you're trying to sort out what accommodations you want to do. You really want to compare. So you want to start early with your planning. Look at uh, where you're going, what uh, short-term rentals may be there, what hotels are there, and compare price those. And then take an additional step and have some communication with that host at the house that you are considering renting. Talk with them about what their rules are, if they're charging any extra fees, and just compare those two things. Because we think a lot of times with short-term rental that it's all about trusting the home that you're going to rent. But those short-term rental hosts, they're also trying to evaluate whether or not they can trust you. So if you can build that relationship on the front end, that's a real good thing. (laughs) So, okay, let's move on over to flights versus road trips. Because I'm all about a road trip. I really do love those. But you guys know I used to work for an airline, so I like that too. And I'll tell you, the answer to this is really more about your level of anxiety. You have to kind of answer that question. I flew back in the end of April, and the airport's a bit again and waiting in line for TSA check-in as well as boarding is showing very limited signs of any social distancing so be aware of how close you are standing to someone because you're going to be the one monitoring that there won't be anyone an airport official coming up saying oh you're not standing six feet apart the other thing too with the airlines is that airline rates and fees are going up really really fast I just booked a trip for my husband and I that would normally be a trip costing about 450 to $500. This time it was $997, just short of a grand. I said ouch on that one, but we need to go on this trip, so kind of don't have any choice. So airfares are going up, up, up. And once you arrive, you may need to rent a car, and those are going up too. They're saying that there are a limited number of cars available for rental. I don't know, maybe that is true, but you definitely want to start planning ahead because you don't want to see those prices jumping as you're getting closer to the day that you're supposed to depart. Now, here's another thing, too, another tip that I want you to consider, that as uh, the COVID mandates and regulations in in here where we are seem to be relaxing a bit, that's not the case, as I mentioned earlier, in locations that you may be going. So mandates may be being lifted, but individual businesses will have their own requirements. So you really want to check those things out. And when you're traveling, bring along a mask for everyone so that you make sure that you're in good shape for entering whatever the business is. And check all mandates with all of the things that you're considering doing, whether it's activities at museums or uh, going to fairs or events or things like that, whatever you might be engaging in, tour companies, museums, attractions, restaurants, airlines, all of those, check and see what their mandates are for your coming and visiting or in case with the airlines and things like that, what mandates they have for you flying with them.
So check with them. It's part of your planning process as you're starting. And I say also too, double check with them right before it's time for you to leave because you don't want any surprises. You don't want to show up and not be prepared or be disappointed that something isn't open at a certain time that you were planning for. Now, here's a shocker. Some of you may say, say what now? But (laughs) your favorite guidebook may not be accurate anymore. Yes, you heard me right, because I have my favorite guidebooks, too. But think about this. You know, travel was one of the things last year that was hit the hardest. So those uh, guidebooks may not be accurate in terms of operation times, what time a place is open, what time they may close. Um, If places are even still in business, if they still have the same name. And unfortunately, the pandemic has seen some businesses completely go out of business, especially some of the small mom and pop businesses that when we're traveling, that we really, really like to support those. And we still want to do that, but you just want to double check. Still use those uh, guidebooks, but you may want to double check those things in there. I also say to take another step and check out some of the travel blogs that are online that have some of the most up-to-date information because there are by a lot of travel bloggers that are out there traveling, researching. They're trying to stay on top of what the latest information is, the latest updates, so they should be able to help you with that in terms of confirming what you want to do and if it's going to be open and what those mandates would be. So my other tip is, and I always give this tip, so I'll say that again. (laughs) But my other tip is start planning early. The earlier that you can do that, the more money you'll save. But also, too, you can um, get ahead of um, some of those kind of disappointments that might come up. And again, you want to reconfirm before you go. Now, we're coming down to the end of this segment, and I'm going to come back and share with you a couple of other tips that we need to consider as we're moving back into travel. I know I'm getting out there. I know you guys are ready to get out there, too. And a little later in the show, I'm going to bring my friends in from Alliance Travel Insurance so that we can also talk about those real travel buddies, which are your uh, travel insurance, because you definitely want to insure your investment, that travel investment, because as I'm saying, it can get pretty, pretty expensive. So you guys sit tight. We'll be back in a few minutes here on Travel with Anita, and we'll talk more about tips and getting you ready to get back out there on the road after this pandemic. Here on Travel with Anita. to get back out there, travel, go places, do things. And most of our trips, we've been really focusing a little bit more on domestic trips. Hi, this is Anita, and I'm back here on Travel with Anita and Friends, and I want to move us into talking about international travel, because you guys know how much I love to go to all these different international destinations. But before we do that, it's kind of a mixed bag out there when we're considering international travel. According to Condé Nast Traveler, on Monday, the U.S. Center for Disease Control and Prevention, the CDC, revised its coronavirus travel guidelines for over 100 countries to better differentiate countries with severe breakout situations from countries that are more a little bit sustained and controlled. And the COVID spread is not really as a, uh, affecting the country and travel as much as some other 
countries is what we're seeing there. The agency said on its website that it really wants us to focus on this so that we are more aware of where we can and cannot travel, and then also to the risks that we're taking when we're going different places. Now, these new CDC travel guidelines now include specific recommendations for both vaccinated and unvaccinated travelers. So you definitely want to check out their website. Now, there are 110 changes, including 61 places that have been downgraded from the highest level of four status to a level of three, plus about 50 more levels to about one level one and level two, according to the CDC. The U.S. State Department has mirrored the CDC changes by lowering 85 of its own travel advisories for countries, including Japan, ahead of the Olympics is coming up, but did not lower all of the 110 advisories that the CDC did because they were taking into consideration a couple of other things. One thing, flight availability, and also, too, flying and some of the recommendations that airlines still have in place. Some of the countries that were downgraded to a level one, if you're considering wanting to go and travel international for a low COVID-19 risk include Singapore, Israel, South Korea, Iceland, and Belize. Down to a level two, which would be the moderate risk where countries like Barbados and Bermuda, Cambodia, Uganda, and Zambia, and countries that were downgraded from a level four uh, high risk to a level three, also included Ecuador, France, the Philippines, South Africa, Mexico, Russia, Spain, Switzerland, Turkey, the Ukraine, Honduras, Hungary, and Italy. Now, did I mention any countries in there that you have an interest in going to? I've been wanting to plan a trip over to Switzerland, so it's kind of interesting to see that it was actually up at a very high level and was reduced down to a level three, which I still consider pretty high. Level three is high, and level four is very high. So you can see there that these levels do kind of make a difference, and we want to pay attention to them. So again, level one is for low COVID-19. Level two is for moderate risk. Level three is for high COVID-19 risk. And level four is for very high risk. You really want to consider that and think about that if the country is rated as that. Now, if you are planning to travel internationally, these continue to, you know, to be our concerns, these different restrictions and mandates, because U.S. citizens, if you're entering back into the country, you still have to make sure that you have a negative COVID-19 test that was taken no more than 72 hours in advance. And you also need to take into consideration that, you know, when you're traveling back to some places, as I mentioned in um the last segment, you may also be required to quarantine. Your company that you're working for may want you to do that as well. So I would advise you that you want to check the CDC website, which is cdc.gov, and also the U.S. State Department's website for the most up-to-date information. And always check with the tourism websites, too, of the countries that you're interested in visiting because they do keep the most up-to-date information on different requirements, mandates, what's open, what's closed, because, of course, they're trying to encourage you to come back to to see them and visit with them. So they have definitely the most up-to-date information. Now, the CDC guidelines are to help you make informed decisions about where to travel, but it does not tell you 
whether or not everything is open or closed in a country. So you will need to do that research with each individual country that you're interested in visiting with and those tourism boards to make sure that you're getting the best resources possible. Now, I want to talk about something else, too, because what I found as well, uh, now that we're coming out of this pandemic, we spent a lot of time on Zoom where this is the first time that we were inviting so many people into our homes and our personal lives and our private lives than ever before. And I think everybody has probably done at least one Zoom. Some of us have done multiple Zooms and we have Zoom fatigue, but it made us maybe become a little bit more relaxed with our surroundings and what we're exposing to just the general public out there or the people that might be on the zoom with you. So this kind of equates into really a more relaxed attitude that we, we may also have on social media. And we want to think about a couple of things because more than 70% of Americans have a social media presence. So it could be that you're on Facebook. It could be that you're on Instagram, wherever it might be that you are posting pictures or sharing information, making comments to things. It may not even be comments that you're making in your own posts, but you are commenting on someone else's pictures or someone else's posts. So I have a couple of guidelines that I want to talk about a little bit here because this is a little bit concerning that we're getting a little bit too relaxed with some of these things. Not only photos, but comments and things about what is going on with our, in our lives. So one of the things that we want to do is we want to think about some of the pictures and things that we are posting. It's graduation time right now. We're posting lots of graduation pictures. And one of the things that we want to think about is, are we taking a picture with that graduate standing in front of the school? That's letting people know, like, where your child attends school. What about anniversaries? Um, you may show, you may talk about your favorite restaurant that you have in your neighborhood. So you're letting people know exactly where, where your neighborhood is. Birthdays, when we celebrate those online. And our favorite restaurants in, in the neighborhoods could also be bakeries or just little places where we're posting pictures that tie us to a certain location. So we want to think about all of that as we're posting them, as well as when we are commenting. So even if you're not necessarily showing the name of that, if you say, that's my favorite bakery right down the street from my house that I like to go and have my, my favorite cup of coffee each morning. Now, we're sharing all of these things online and technology has become sort of our easy way to do that. But I say we need to ask ourselves, what do we want the world to know and what do we want to keep private? Does the world need to know the name of your child's school? Uh, do they need to know all of these things? So stop and think about what we're sharing. Are we sharing pets' names on online? That may also be your password. Be aware of what's in your background, what's showing up there. That also goes over to, to Zoom as well. And take the location off of your photos by going into settings and taking the location services off. And look for red flags that someone may be trying to hack you or may have already hacked you and trying to get into your accounts. So don't open those emails that are not from someone uh, that you know. Or even if it's an email that has a strange subject line from someone that you know, check with them first to make sure that they have actually sent that email to you. And make those unique passwords. Those always are very helpful too. And look for security software that can help you as well. 
So let's continue to share because that's one of the things that we do. I mean, social media is great about that. It connects us to people. But we just want to make sure that we stay safe. That's the main thing that we want to make sure of. And we're going to stop right here. And when we come back, I want to talk to you about some trips that are close by that I'm going to start covering. I'm calling them one tank destinations. One tank of gas, that's all you need. Go there, come back on one tank of gas. And when we come back, I have one that I just recently visited. And I can tell you guys, not only is it one tank, but it's one big bag of fun, too. You're definitely going to want to go here. So you guys sit tight. I'll be back in a few minutes here on Travel with Anita and Friends. One take a guess. How does that sound for your next getaway? Fascinating places are close by and they don't have to drain your pocket either. Welcome back to Travel with Anita and Friends. And I'm ready to take you to that place. And that place is Fox Hall Resort, a place where you can feel you're getting away from the rush and hustle and bustle of your schedule to a place that is situated in a beautiful place with lush greenery and calming water and open fields for sporting events and activities and places to hike. I mean, you could do a little bit of everything there. But don't let me also leave out the pool now because I was recently there. I visited for their grand opening of their clubhouse. And I can tell you I was ready to jump in that pool. It's inviting. The whole place is inviting. Now, I had a chance to also talk with the owner of Fox Hall, which is located in Douglasville. As I said, just one tank away, really less than maybe less than that from Gainesville to have a weekend or longer stay. And I asked him a lot of questions about what we can expect to do when we are there visiting. Now, his name is Harrison, and he tells us all about Fox Hall and how our family getaway for the summer can be right there with them. So here's my conversation with Harrison. What is this all about? Because it's beautiful, and I know people can come, but what's the experience going to be like for folks when they come? Absolutely. And we get that question a lot because we're similar to a lot of things and different in, in other ways. And and what Foxhole is, is it's kind of a it's a vision for a place for families to come back and reconnect and really create memories. And uh, one story I'll tell real quick is when I was young, one of five kids and uh, and my father would always take us places and either my sister or my brother or myself, one of us would love it. One wouldn't. And uh, he always had a dream of having a place that everyone in the family would love. And, uh, and that's what we've created here. And so the idea is we have multiple activities and opportunities for people to enjoy different, uh, whether it's amenities, whether it's activities such as 
hovercrafts, boarding clays, fishing, swimming, bocce ball, kayak canoeing. We've got 15 miles of hiking, biking, and equestrian trails through wooded trails, through open fields, and also about a mile and a half along the Chattahoochee River. Oh, cool. Very cool. And definitely for folks who are staying for a length of time, we want to check out all of that. Oh, yes. The more longer you stay, the more you want to explore uh, outside the core, there's always going to be an opportunity for everyone. Absolutely. Absolutely. But wherever everyone can go and enjoy the activity and then come back together in the evening and spend quality family time uh, in the same location. And, and that's the idea. Well, those are some super great activities. Um, I think that it's something for everyone. So a family doesn't have to kind of go back and forth, well, I want to do this, I want to do that. Sounds like everyone can have their choice. Absolutely. And that's the idea. Something we, we don't want anyone to come out here and say, <laughs> I didn't find something I didn't love. But we also want people to come out and try new things uh, and try archery for the first time or try catching a fish. And that's what the opportunities when whether you're young, whether you're uh, a teenager, whether you're an adult, it's something that you can find and you can feel like a kid again creating those experiences. Now, will you have lessons? Because some of the things you mentioned, I'm not so sure I could just go and do right off the top of my head. So are there lessons for, for folks? Absolutely. So we have several different uh, options, but the most popular is on all the different ones is beginner instruction. So whether it's sporting clays, whether it's fishing, whether it's archery, or whether you just want to um, learn how to play tennis or pickleball, uh, we have instructors, we call them outfitters out here that really create the overall experience. They'll come out, they'll teach you how to do it, they'll do it at your comfort level. We have people that will come out that swore they would never uh, never try sporting clays and are very nervous in the recoil and, and once they hit their first target, they're hooked. They're hooked. They're hooked. <laughs> that sounds like what would happen with me. Then I want to do it over and over again. But okay, so okay, the family comes out. Are they staying for a weekend, or is there a limit on how long they can stay, or is there a max number of days that they need to stay? Yeah, no limit. Uh, typically, stays are between two and four days for leisure guests. Uh, longer for people sometimes coming out of town, stay a full week. We say the longer the better. Two days, you don't get to experience it all, but also the goal is you get to come back and try try different things. So typically, people come out for two to four days. We have a range of products from a traditional kind of one-bedroom hotel room to more of what our, our style is, is the two and three bedroom villas, where again, the family can stay together, they can be around each other, they can go and do all the things they want to on their own, and then come back together. So multiple types of product, but the idea is having it kind of in a, what we call the horizontal hotel, where uh, it's different types of products, outdoors, great views of the lake and the fields, but where they just feel like they're hundreds of miles from Atlanta, even though it's a quick 30-minute drive. <laughs> yeah, it does feel like you're really out, so I think you will get that feeling of, you know, getting away, escaping, and kind of having some peace and quiet and some downtime. But you still have that urban experience inside with all of the amenities that you have. Absolutely, and, and that's what we have here with the clubhouse and the grand opening. It was We've always had great activities. What the clubhouse does is kind of bring it all together, ties it together with our chef-driven restaurant, our grab-and-go. So if people want to cook out on their own, they can, get some, uh, they can get some different options for a picnic or to grill out at one of our many grills. Uh, also have the front desk here so it's an easy walk to. The, the key we've learned is walkability, is everyone loves the outdoors. But if they can't walk there, they're not going to go there. So we've learned everything in the core they can walk to to enjoy the different activities. 
And you know, the good thing about that too, Harrison, is that makes it accessibility uh, positive as well. Mm-hmm. Because if someone, you know, is not really that capable of kind of going up and down or that kind of thing, just to have those easy walkways is really important. And I just walk from an area where I park, and I know it's very easy. I can, I can attest to that. Absolutely. And that's the idea is for everyone to be able to access it where it's all close and walkable. And people can go as extreme as they want with the activities, do as many, or as, uh, as some members of my family, especially my dad, love of what they call foxholing which is just sitting on a lounge chair or sitting <laughs> on a rocking chair and watching kids and, and families yeah. do the activities but just with a beautiful view so we actually have that one as one of our big activities it's just foxholing just the the in-between state of total relaxation and um and just being I love that. Your dad's got the right idea. I love that. And I love the name, too, Foxholing. That's pretty cool. But now, Harrison, I have to back up because you mentioned food. And I have to tell you, I love to eat and I love trying different restaurants. So what do you guys have here? We've got an awesome chef. Uh, We've got the Pheasant Blue Restaurant, uh, farm-to-table, chef-driven. We have our uh, staple items. um, But we also let him use his creativity to really make special dishes. And every week it's different. So if you come out one week to another, you'll have your staple options, but you'll also have something that's seasonal that the chef's prepared, which always keeps it fresh and interesting out here. And, And one of the neatest things is when you're out here, we got indoors, outdoors, or, uh, dining, but you're overlooking the pools, you're overlooking the lake, and you just get that decompression when you when you walk through the doors. Oh, that sounds like the perfect way to have a meal. So now I'm ready to book, and I know the listeners hearing all these great things to do and the great food and your accommodations, they're ready also. So how do we go about doing that? So the best way is you go to foxholeresort.com. And uh, you can scroll through all the different activities, amenities, and, and rooms that are available to book. Or you can call us at 770-489-4380. And uh, they can get you in touch with the reservations team, the sales team, uh, whatever you need to set up, whether it's a, a leisure stay, whether it's a corporate retreat, or uh, weddings, which is one of our most, uh, most popular items as well. Uh, that all sounds perfect. Well, I think a lot of people are on the way, and it's brand new and, and nice and, and beautiful, so I think it's time to just start booking and coming to see you guys and do some activities. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for coming down and, and joining us today and seeing what Foxhall is all about, and we've got to get you out there uh, foxhauling. <laughs> I'm ready, Harrison. I'm ready. Thanks so much. Thank you. I'll bring more of those one tank destinations to you throughout the summer. So pack up the car, gather the family, and let's go on these road trips. One tank of gas, because with the cost of gas, hey, all we want to do is we want just one tank, right? (laughs) So I'll bring you some of those destinations that we can go, have a little fun, and keep some money in our pocket. But I'm ready definitely for this one. Fox Hall is close enough to fit in your travel plans, but far enough that you feel as though you've gone away on a long vacation. I know it's waiting for you. It is beautiful there, and you'll have a great vacation and you heard all the things that Harrison said that you can do so you can just pick and choose the family can pick and choose what they want to do no one's going to be mad and upset that they didn't get to do something fun you'll have a great time then you'll come back in the evening and have fun there in your room as well so we'll be back in a few minutes and we're going to talk travel insurance now that's truly your travel buddy and you know that I'm right about that because I'm always saying that my travel buddy is Allianz travel insurance so you guys sit tight and I'll be back in a few minutes and we'll talk about travel insurance here on travel with Anita and friends Mustang Sally 
is my travel buddy. I take it along with me on every trip. This is my wingman, or maybe I should say wing lady, <laughs> taking all of the rumor away so I can have all of the fun because isn't that what it's all about? I say yes. Welcome back to Travel with Anita and Friends. Now, I know you guys have heard me talk all the time about my friends over at Allianz Travel Insurance. There is a plan for everyone, and it's so easy to not only find out what is the best one for you, but to also sign up and then relax about all the trip mishaps that we tend to worry about. And as we're starting to travel again, I ask my friends over at Allianz Travel Insurance to come on and share the latest information for us to properly ensure our trips that are coming up out of this pandemic because I know you guys are ready to get back out there. So let's welcome to the show my friend Sarah Fouts, who's a social media and reputation manager over at Allianz Travel Insurance. It's great to have you back on, Sarah. It's been a long time. It has been. Anita, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate this opportunity to to sh- tell, share with what's going on with uh, with travel insurance and, and how we all are ready to get back out there and start, start our, our very happy adventures. I know, I know. We are so ready to get back out there. But, you know, we always talk about this, Sarah, that it's an investment, this whole travel thing, and the price of everything is going up. So more than ever, we've got to make sure that we are protecting this investment. So fill us in now on what's new, or is there anything new? Are things still the same as they were in 2019 before all of this craziness started? (laughs) No, things certainly have have evolved and and grown, and as everyone is, is finding out as they start to make travel plans that, you're absolutely right. Um, the, the prices are certainly going up as demand um, exceeds what's what's available. Um, and not only that, you're also starting to see people, you know, kind of going back from the very flexible um, rescheduling and, you know, fees that they had in the past when they were trying to get people to travel in 2020. Those are kind of going by the wayside. Um, mm-hmm. So it's really even more and more important to start making sure you have the proper coverage. Um, and what a lot of uh, the travel insurance industry has learned is of course, you know, previous products didn't necessarily include coverage for pandemics um, and epidemics like we, we've experienced. And so things have certainly evolved and changed. Um, at Allianz, we've expanded our coverage um, for our travel insurance products to cover very, you know, various scenarios that, that involve COVID-19. Because while we're seeing, you know, great improvements in the, in the reduction of cases and things like that, it still is out there and people still are getting sick. Um, and of course, there's always other illnesses and and things that go awry. So it's it's still important to to think about this going forward. You know, I so agree with you on that, on that, Sarah. And always in the past, I've always told people that you know not only to worry about you know making sure that you have cancellations covered, but you do want to make sure that you are also covered for any medical things that come up. And as you're saying, I mean, we worry about COVID now, COVID, COVID, COVID. But there are other things that can happen as well. So the medical part of, of travel insurance is really important to make sure we have that as well. Absolutely. So we like to think of travel insurance in two parts. You've got the, of course, the investment that you put in there, um, as well as then the assistance side, which is providing medical coverage and the emergency evacuation. So, you know, absolutely, you certainly have, um, with our expanded coverage, um, you do have coverage medical expenses associated with COVID-19. But if you, you know, suddenly, you unfortunately break your leg or, the, um, you know, suffer a heat stroke or something like that, again, if you're traveling more than 100 miles from home, you're considered on a trip, and your travel insurance can can be primary coverage for you. So you don't necessarily worry about being in network or anything like that. So even if you're traveling domestically, travel insurance is a benefit as you're as you're going as you're going around the country. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I say definitely two thumbs up to making sure you definitely add that as a, a part of your of your travel insurance. But now, Absolutely. Let, let me ask you about this, because I've been asked this. How are children covered? Because people now are traveling in groups. They're excited to get back together with their families, and you have grandparents that are traveling with grandkids. So how mm. how is the whole family covered, or how does the coverage work? Is it individual, family plans? It kind of depends on, on what kind of plan you pick, and we do have a, a wide assortment. So you can certainly buy a... Um, a plan that would cover everybody on your trip, um, that would cover the whole family. Some of our plans even um, allow children 17 and under, if they're traveling with a parent or a grandparent, to be free on the policy. So it just kind of depends on what you're what you're looking for, what kind of plan that you need, and what kind of coverage that is appropriate for your family. So if you are really concerned primarily with the um, you know medical emergency evacuation, you're not as concerned about um, cancellation. Um, those kind of fees, we have something called the um, One Trip Medical, and so that really focuses those benefits. Um, so you would buy that policy, um, and it would cover everybody on your trip as long as you have got your um, expenses included in there. We've got the uh, One Trip Family Plan that covers everybody who's traveling on your trip. Uh, and again, that has where children under the age of 17 would be able to be on the policy, be covered, but wouldn't necessarily but are basically free on that plan. Uh, we also offer annual plans, and that is for somebody who is really interested, um, not so much worried about the prepaid travel expenses um, as they are about, you know, kind of trip delay and, again, the emergency medical benefits. But that will cover any trip you take through for a for one whole calendar year um, that, that you're going 100 miles from home. So it's something that's really great if you say, you know, I'm going to make – several trips this summer. They're going to be small trips, um, you know, some of be road trips, but you want to make sure you have coverage. Um, so that's a, a really great to, to invest in kind of an annual plan. And we've got about four different levels on with the annual plan. I really like the annual plan. You know, each year that's what I get with you all is the annual plan. Because the other mm-hmm. thing that can happen too is, like you mentioned, some of these trips that are, you know, just over 100, you know, 100 miles away from home, maybe they're 200 miles, 200 miles. And you don't really think, you know, travel insurance with trips like that, but you don't have to worry about it. You're already covered. Exactly. That's the real beauty of the of the annual plan is that, you know, it's great for those last minutes. Uh, but, but at the same time, if you're planning your summer trip, it's already included. You don't have to buy a single policy for that. Um, if you're going to go visit family, finally we can go visit family for the holidays. So, again, you know, you buy this one plan and it kind of covers all those different scenarios. Okay, I'm going to move over to something else because I love to cruise, Sarah. I've still been ready to, okay. to get back out there cruising. <laughs> You and me both. <laughs> I know. I, I just, I just want to get out on that beautiful blue water and relax. It's of nothing. Course. It's nothing like that. It's nothing like a a nap on a cruise ship. I mean, that's just the best <laughs> sleeping ever. But, but now tell me, Sarah, is is travel insurance going to look different for cruises coming out of this pandemic because cruises were were kind of hit so hard with you know all of the things that happened. No, not for our plans. Our plans, regardless of where you're traveling or who your tour operator is, our plans are the same. So, um, so whether you're going on a cruise or whether you're taking a, you know, 14 day tour with a tour group, the plan itself will be the same and provide the same level of coverage. 
That's good to know. That's good to know. And definitely want to get that for, you know, for your cruising. But now, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But now short term rentals, this is another thing, you know, early on the show, you know, I talked about Airbnb becoming so popular. So short term rentals mm-hmm. are really uh, popular right now because people are finding them to be a great way to social distance, to, you know, make sure that they are, you know, keeping that distance and stay, but staying with the family. So what are you all doing with short term rentals? Again, you can buy a policy. So you would go on um, onto the website or call one of our um, customer service reps or or go through um, your travel advisor, and you would just kind of put in all of those prepaid expenses. So the house, um, anything for traveling, if you you know if it's going to take several days to get to the house or whatever, and you're going to stop, um, and you have a, a prepaid hotel expense. Again, you kind of put all of those expenses in, you get a quote, and then you have coverage for those those short term rent- rentals. It would be very similar to like a hotel cost. Mm, okay. All right. That, yeah, that makes sense. But now you also do a lot too that makes it easy when we're booking flights. So if I'm booking yes. uh, with my airline, you guys are right there and I can just click yes to to uh, my Ex- travel insurance. Exactly. So you'll get an offer. And um, the way it's set up with our with our um, our airline partners is that you'll get the best um, the, the best proposed plan, travel plan, uh, based on the information you've put in for those flights. Now, you can always increase that value. So, again, if you're booking your flight right there and then you add a hotel or you add a car rental, you can always call us back and add those to the policy to make sure, again, all of those prepaid expenses, um, especially for car rentals. Mm. We see the, the costs continue to go up and up and up um, as cars become, you know, so on, uh, are limited this summer. But, um, again, it just you just reach out to us. You can update the information. You can even use the Travel Smart app to go into your policy that you have through the airlines and update that information right there for you. Sounds great. Sounds great. So give us that website so we can start getting that travel insurance, Sarah. Okay. Absolutely. It is www.allianz, A-L-L-I-A-N-Z, travelinsurance.com. Thanks so much for coming on and getting us up to date so that we can make sure that we are taking care of everything and we can have that travel buddy that you guys come along with us on our trips uh, when we are heading out. So thank you so much, Sarah. Thank you for having me, and I wish everyone a many, many happy travel adventures. Thank you so much. So this brings us down to the end of the show, guys. Thanks for joining us today, and you guys sit tight because we will be back in two weeks with another great destination and more of my travel friends coming on. Thanks for joining me. Bye-bye. Oh.